Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Helen. And you're listening to the Squiggly Careers podcast. This episode is part of our Skills Sprint series. We've recorded 20 episodes, each less than seven minutes long, that we hope are going to help you to build some career development momentum. In every episode, we talk about a squiggly skill, what it is and why it matters, share an idea for action each, and give you a go-to guru and a podcast episode so you can learn more. And we want you to turn your Skills Sprint into a learning streak. And so for everyone who completes a 20-day learning streak, we'll be offering you a free five skills to succeed in a squiggly career virtual workshop in September. If you post about your progress on social and tag us at Amazing If, and we'll be in touch to tell you more. In this skill sprint, we're going to be talking about critical thinking. So as ever, let's start with what it is and why it matters. The reason critical thinking is so important for us in our squiggly careers is we are surrounded by so much information coming at us from like every direction possible. Your inbox, the conversations, whatever you look at on your phone. We basically need a way to filter things and critical thinking helps you address things that are like a bit confusing and complex. So information that feels a bit overwhelming and it helps you to get to clarity. And so when you're feeling distracted or the amount of information you're having to digest feels a bit difficult critical thinking is the thing that really helps you to cut through so we are not immune to feeling overwhelmed by having lots of things to digest <laughs> like nervous days. nervous laughter at that <laughs> point a very very present problem when does critical thinking help you deal with stuff sarah i think it helps me to prioritize because it makes me question what are we doing are we doing the right things in the right order I also think it helps you to make things better because when you approach things with a good critical thinking lens, you spot opportunities to improve, to think what else or how else could we do this in a way that would add even more value. Or for us, I think actually applying critical thinking, also using our values as a company is really useful. So I'm often thinking, you know, two of our values are useful and energy. And I will use that as a bit of a critical thinking lens. So if I'm looking at something critically, I'll be like, how could this be more useful? I think it helps me with some of the questions that get me to that critical thinking. What about you? I think it helps me with coaching a little bit, which is not, I don't know if you naturally put those skills side by side because coaching feels like a nice skill and critical thinking (laughs) feels like a harder one. But often when I'm listening to somebody talk through their career stuff, I'm often trying to get to like, what's the problem behind the problem? Mm. Like I'll be listening and I'll be thinking, okay, what question I ask this person now to get a deeper insight. So that individual might be feeling quite overwhelmed. And often when you're coaching someone, you just get a lot of information from them at once. And I'm just trying to use critical thinking to cut through to what is actually going on for this person in this situation. I think that's probably how I use it to help people. And also that links back to your description of when we are faced with something that's confusing 
complicated or complex helps you get to clarity that's often what you're trying to do I guess when you're coaching someone Mm -hmm. so like you say not two skills that you would imagine coming together but then actually when you start to talk it through in terms of the outcome or what you're trying to achieve it starts to make sense so ideas then how can we help people develop their critical thinking skills So I love problem statements. I'm very into practicing problem statements. And I think if we all got very used to asking ourselves and each other these problem statements, you get to better work quickly and you also get to doing the right work. Some of the questions that I find really helpful are what are the problems we want to solve? And that might be quite a long list. That's usually quite a long list. What's the most important problem we want to solve? So at that point, you're prioritizing. Why do we want to solve that problem? And I do think why questions are really important for critical thinking and remembering why questions can make us feel defensive. They can feel confrontational. They sometimes trigger that fight or flight response in our brain. But when we're doing critical thinking, we need to try and be open to asking why in a way that's constructive. Who or where else is this problem being solved? And how do we understand more about this problem? And I often think people skip problem statements, particularly if you're a doer and also if you're just very used to being busy, everybody goes straight to the how. We were actually in um, an event earlier this week where someone recognised this. They sort of put their hand up and they said, oh, we've been working on asking a question around squiggle and stay, how you can help people to reimagine retention. And she actually said, oh, I've just realised with every sort of question or problem statement, I just jump straight to the how. Mm. I just go straight to almost accepting we should do this. How do we make it happen? So my idea for action uh, is slightly different. It's about naming the frame. And this came up in the podcast episode that we'll recommend for sort of extra listening after this. The frame is basically when you are making a decision, you're assessing some information, what is the frame that you're looking through? So Sarah and I will have to have different frames, for example. My frame is often about getting things done fast. And Sarah's more about sort of getting it done right or making sure it's the right thing to do and you're doing it in the right way. And it's not that those frames are better than another. It just really affects your thinking in that moment. And so naming the frame that you are looking through helps you to maybe try a different frame on. So I might be like, okay, so I've got a frame of efficiency. What if I had a frame of effectiveness? And it just changes the questions that you ask and your thinking. So if you know it and name it, it's sort of easier to then try a different frame on. And I always find that really useful so you don't just get stuck in one way of thinking about a situation and there's a book called framers that we reviewed in one of the podcasts we did on this topic and there's a quote from the book which i think brings this to life it says the frames we employ affect the options that we see the decisions that we make and the results that we attain by being better at framing we get to better outcomes and i think that sort of summarizes that point that i'm trying to make so framers is well worth a read if you want to learn a bit more about this and the go-to gurus are the authors of that book there's three of them kenneth victor and francis we'll put the links to that so that you can find it And if you'd like to learn a little bit more by listening, episode 314 of the Squiggly Careers podcast dives a bit deeper into critical thinking. Thank you for listening to the Skill Sprint. We hope you found it useful. We would love for you to subscribe so you don't miss any of the Sprint episodes in this series and also to let us know how you are getting on, tagging us in your posts. But that is all for this episode. So bye for now. Bye, everyone. Welcome to the Next Wave Podcast. Consider us your chief AI officer in your business. My name is Matt Wolf. I have the number one YouTube channel in the AI space. I also run futuretools.com and I'm joined by my co-host, Nathan Lands, founder of lore.com. We want to bring you the latest AI news and trends, show you how you can use AI in your business and personal life and help make it super easy for you to understand and execute. We're going to equip you with the knowledge to thrive in this upcoming wave of change.